0: The ACT Government will legislate to forcibly acquire the Catholic-run Calvary Hospital in Canberra. The decision raises questions about the independence of faith-based organisations. Can they operate according to their values? Catholic hospitals already provide about 10% of Australia's total hospital services. Professor Joanna Howe of Adelaide University Law School is an expert on employment and conscientious objection and she's been following the case.
1: Andrew, there's a range of problems to this decision. The first, I think, being is that it subverts ordinary parliamentary processes and is a rushed decision. They're bypassing the ordinary process of a committee hearing, and there has been no stakeholder engagement or community consultation on the decision. And it's a very serious decision that fundamentally overrides institutional conscientious objection, which is a really core part of our democratic tradition.
0: Isn't the hospital, though, already integrated into the Canberra health system? Aren't many Catholic hospitals already integrated into state health systems?
1: They are, and Calvary is. It's a public hospital that operates within the ACT Health Services Network. I think what we really see here, though, is that Calvary as a Catholic institution has that as its ethos. There are therefore certain medical procedures that it doesn't perform based on its rights to conscientiously object. And this is an underhand, backdoor way to override institutional conscientious objection because the government knows that if they were to go after that directly, there would be a community outcry because that is a strong component of our democracy and it's something that we've fought for for many years, going back to, you know, military conscription and and other forms where we've decided that we want to protect the rights of individuals and institutions to be able to conscientiously object.
0: One of the procedures that Calvary doesn't offer is what it terms elective abortion. How much of this decision is about that term elective abortion?
1: I think that is what this decision is about. It's about ideology. So the government has said this is only about efficiency, nothing to see here, this is about subsuming Calvary into the one network. But what we know, anyone who's been following this knows, is that the ACT government has been waging a campaign against Calvary for some time. And it's not that it doesn't provide abortions, because actually Canberra Hospital also doesn't provide elective abortion. There's no substantive difference between the two hospitals on that basis, but Calvary won't provide abortion, and they've also indicated that they won't provide euthanasia should the the ACT government introduced that legislation, which they've signalled they will. And the AMA president of the ACT actually said this is a really good thing because it means healthcare won't be bound by ideology. But, Andrew, as you know, um, and as I'm sure your listeners are aware, what they're really doing is replacing one ideology with another, and that's an ideology that abortion and euthanasia are healthcare.
0: There was a report, Joanna, just a couple of months ago or a month ago uh, that did cite the case of one patient at Calvary Hospital, a woman who had suffered an incomplete miscarriage. She said she was denied dilation and curatage, which I think is a procedure to remove certain tissue from the uterus after a miscarriage. That seems to be part of the justification for the government's decision to take over Calvary.
1: I'm really glad you raised that, Andrew, because this is where we can actually see the ideological drive take place. Because what happened, the ACT government had a parliamentary inquiry and that report that was released a month ago has Calvi very much in its sights. And they mentioned this example of this woman who apparently turned up and wasn't able to get a D and C, which is the shorthand for dilation and curatage. Calvary Hospital has said very clearly once the report was published that this did not happen. They dispute that this situation ever occurred because they do perform a DNC. And so just to let your listeners know, a DNC is an abortion, but it can also be the treatment for a miscarriage. The difference being that with a miscarriage, the fetus has already died and so there's no intentional ending of human life, which is what Calvary is opposed to. So they say that in miscarriage situations, they regularly perform DNCs and they would never have turned this woman away. But if you look at that report, and I've done a YouTube video on this, Andrew, the important thing listeners need to know is that Parliamentary Committee report had Calvary in its sights. And in the specific section that they devote to Calvary, and note there's no sanction on Canberra Hospital, even though they don't provide elective abortion, they only go after Calvary. And they spend quite a few paragraphs going through this alleged example of this woman who was turned away Calvary was not given a right of reply. The recommendation was that, therefore, the ACD government should make Calvary perform abortions.
0: There is another question here, though, Joanna, about not just Calvary, but other faith-based institutions won't provide certain medical services. Don't they have the obligation then to at least refer a patient on to a medical provider that will? Because that also seems to be a bone of contention in this case.
1: So I think the fundamental point we need to recognise is that Australia is a pluralist democracy and we've had a long tradition of accepting that different institutions, whether they're faith-based or have other different perspectives, that we're going to tolerate that diversity and include that within the Australian Federation and we've recognised that. The point that you make about referral is an interesting one because it brings up the debate about when does someone become complicit in an act? We've always understood that the act of referral starts the process of abortion and we've we've accepted that. But in recent years, starting in Victoria, there's been a push to force doctors who have a conscientious objection to abortion to refer for that procedure. Listeners might be interested to know that with a colleague, I did quite a bit of research into this and published a journal article in the Cambridge Law Journal of Religion, looking at whether medical referral for abortion starts the act what we can see is that if a person believes that abortion or euthanasia ends the life of an innocent human being, then they don't want to be the person that signs the form that starts that process off. And equally, they certainly don't want to be the person that actually performs that procedure itself. And the problem with the decision to take over Calvary is that it sets a terrifying precedent that we may see the end of faith-based institutions in Australia on the basis that those institutions have a different set of beliefs to those that are in power.
0: Professor Joanna Howe of Adelaide University Law School. You can also read an analysis by Joanna at the ABC Religion and Ethics online portal. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.